I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! You know, and everybody's, like, uh, complaining about, like, superhero movies and the Oscars. And I'm like, guys, we cannot do this every... We cannot do this every year. People are upset that the superhero movies aren't getting Oscar noms. Which, like, okay. So let, let's 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 talk about it, right? In certain technical aspects, maybe, but come they, on. In certain technical aspects, they are consistently nominated in visual effects. In... And which, I mean, you literally... Great. Of course you great. win. You've got the as, most money, and that's well what that should, category is. Right? Is exactly. It's like, wow, you really did spend $200 million making wow, visual effects. Wow, you spent so much money on those computers. Wow, you, you um, didn't film in a real place even one time, and you, you made all the back... You know, good and for you. And somehow it doesn't look as good as speed racer which thank you for reminding me to watch that movie because oh oh because so speed racer bad. is like a revelation now if we want to talk about like oscar speed snuff racer speed racer we can have a conversation it was Ex uh well i think they are aiming for very different <laughs> I, 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 I think we are aiming for very different that one did not truck um but like listen y'all black panther was nominated for best picture three years ago and that same year Spider-Verse, I think, won Best Animated Movie. And to nobody... To be fair, both yeah. of those actually deserved it. it. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> exactly! Like, nobody threw a fit because, like, we can all kind of agree those two are pretty good, right? right. And, well, and even with within... Here's the other part of this mm -hmm. that I think is a far more productive conversation is, are mm -hmm. there times when people give really good performances in these movies? Sure. 100%. Yes, absolutely. 100%. But I feel like the underappreciation of those roles has less to do with, like, oh, my God, why aren't my super fandom pieces getting these yeah. prestigious awards? And it's it more so to me has to do with the fact that, like, I mean, first of all, the awards are stupid anyway. But, like. Well, yeah. Like, listen, I am like, no great fan stuff of is the. Not taken as legitimate. Or horror, right? Like, like Kevin, Kevin Feige, you know, likes to go on interviews and be like, they won't give us an award because of the logo in front of the movie. And I'm like, shut up, Kevin. Talk to the horror community. Talk to the comedy community. This is a long-standing... This is not you, babe. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is not... <laughs> this is not... <laughs> there are certain types of movies that are just not included in these discussions. 100%. Superhero movies are, are typically one of them. However, they're the ones that do break through unless excluding such edge cases as like silence of the lambs you know yeah, or and and like every year or anytime there's a musical and they say it wins best comedy and even though it's not well yeah that's funny. the that's the golden globes right like that we don't talk about the golden globes they're the worst fucking award show in the entire <laughs> world right but like every year for the past nine years ever since the dark knight you know came out in 20 2008 did not get nominated for best picture and people threw enough of a fit that the oscars were like fine we're moving from five contenders to up to 10 best picture contenders and ever since that happened there has been at least one populist popular high grossing movie in the best picture conversation every single year right you know whether or not it is avatar or inception or get out or fucking black panther or 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 you know it, we could we could run through the list and you're like yeah there is some incredibly popular dune what? right like there it's not as if 
there are never movies that people have heard of in the best. Dune is also a little bit of like an edge case, I would say, though, also because that that shit's actually fucking really. Good. I mean that that shit rules, but like you know, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings won eleven Oscars. You know what I mean? Like it's not and deservedly it's, and deserved the difference. <laughs> exactly, it's like in Black <laughs> Panther was nominated for Best Picture because even and and the same year Spider Verse was up for Best Sp- Animated I, like, and I, I think I it like, won. Like, and even, even bringing up Spider Verse feels like like a gotcha because it's so phenomenally good that right. of even, course it should have gotten nominated even within, and won that category. Even within the narrow Outside of the context of, mm-hmm. of, of uh, superhero flick. Yeah. Also, I mean, quite frankly, outside of even the... Co- we shouldn't remove it from the context, but even outside of the context of animation and how good the animation is, it's a good movie. It's a it's a good movie. And even within the, the, the narrow channel of being a Marvel comic book film, both mm-hmm. Black Panther and Spider-Verse excel in multiple areas that those movies do not usually excel and and when they are operating correctly the academy awards are supposed to honor excellence in craft no matter what the craft is right Right. that that is what it's it's the same premise of like the criterion collection yes there's a bunch of like traditional dramas in there but there's also a bunch of jackie chan's a bunch of bruce lee's (laughs) a bunch of horror films because it is supposed to it is supposed to nominate excellence in craft but the the academy awards obviously very much skew to traditional dramas what you call oscar bait right Uh, people playing real people that is the like tales about hollywood i'm done with the bio movies i'm done with the bio musicals i'm tired i'm tired i agree i i am completely i'm like how are we somehow now reinforcing celebrity through celebrity like we're up our own ass that much about celebrity there yeah, are, I, are there certain stories that are very cool that I think are like great 100%. to be told through film? Yes, 100%. but this obsession with like I just can't I can't do you it. You know, like uh, 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 Jessica Chastain just won for playing Tammy Faye Baker, and I didn't see that movie. I can't say whether or not it's a good performance, but right. the award shows generally award <sighs> impressions over what you might consider like an out and out new transformative performance. We all know that it's it's a very long standing issue. I saw someone recently pitch. Instead of dividing acting categories by gender, mm-hmm. we should do it like we do screenplay, and it's like best original character and best like adapted character. You know what I mean? Which is not like not word like you, like best fun, real idea to play best with, real though. person and best fictional person. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, I, mean, that's I think as far as role goes, I think honestly, instead of divi- instead of dividing by gender, I think you should you should uh, categorize by genre. I think if you're looking That's at horror acting and treating it through the same lens as you are an action That's film, silly. you're not right. you're not engaging with the media properly. And it is it is what has always been silly about award shows or, or <laughs> end of the year lists where it's like and and I struggle with this with my own end of the year list where it's like, well how do I qualitatively compare <laughs> Dune and Power of the Dog and Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, well, which would all be right. in my top you know, uh, <laughs> movies of the year. I loved Barb and Star. It's so oh fucking funny. God. It's so what a fun movie. Fucking funny, dude. It was That's one of the, the first. I mean, I haven't seen like just like a straight up, ain't no, no. questions about it comedy movie in a long like time. That. In right, a long time, it, like they were huge in the two thousands, and it's probably the pro- the reason why we don't get them on is probably because they were all like super fucked up. But no, it's because they don't make a 
billion dollars is the problem right, right? like well, you can't you can't sell american comedies to china in the same way you can sell superhero movies or what have you so that right. is why we don't get many of them and people honestly don't go out to the box office for them even the yeah, even comedies the really suffer from the same like comedies suffer from the same uh what am I trying to say? What's the word I'm trying to say? Not negligence, but essentially negligence as like hard sci-fi. Right. Th- yes, they're ignored. Hard sci-fi they're probably probably worse. But they're still just like, at least at least hardcore sci-fi win awards come Oscar time. Sure, and comedy comedies don't even get that. just get overlooked that, completely. The fact that best makeup doesn't always go to some indie fucking sci-fi or horror mm-hmm. flick breaks my brain it's i watched so, a movie last silly. year called the colony that i told you all about i'm saying yeah. that it was like a sexy slick sci-fi movie made on the real low budget the only person mm-hmm. i know that's from anything is the, the guy colony? that plays yeah is the guy that plays khaleesi's like right hand he's in it that's the only person of, of note that i've recognized i mean the main chick is the if you watched the Zack snyder oh, zombie movie she plays the coyote the guide that gets them through the wall but yeah. she's not done much Wait, um, it's called movie? The Colony. No. It's actually on Netflix. Uh, yeah, it what... showed up on Netflix recently, and I was like, oh, shit. That movie's really good, and it's really, really? sexy. <laughs> but I don't mean that like, there's sex scenes all over the place. But it's really no, sexy in how it's shot and how its characters are like – they just like exude sexual energy. It's not a, a remake of, of the 2013 film, is it? No, 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 no. It's, no, a, it's it a completely has... standalone project. It's just it's two same, different movies that are called The Colony. You know, if if the Girl, the original, dude. you know, if a previous movie called The Colony is not, you know, culture defining enough that people would be like, is that like that other one? You just use the same title. It happens. It happens a lot. <laughs> uh, it happens. It happens all the time. But but honestly, the death of like mainstream movie comedy to me is when the Lonely Island puts out Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, which is <laughs> yes. one of the funniest movies in the creation of the medium of film. And it stars people who are incredibly popular. People love The Lonely Island and just fucking no one went to see it. And you're like, okay, this is this is it. People don't go to see comedy <laughs> films in theaters anymore, which is, I think, is silly because like the everyone laughing is is like being in a room full uh, of people that are like comedy movies so much more when I'm watching with other people. Exactly, because everyone yeah, is like infectious. So the energy, right? Like you are, you are laughing. I did you know? not laugh at. Um... The Hangover when I watched it alone, but then like a week later, I was at a friend's birthday party in high school, and the entire party watched it, and I laughed the entire time. Kills right. it, kill right? Like and how like, many of us? Huge have, difference when it's with people. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I had a I'm similar sure... experience with uh, Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Sure. First sure. I watched, I went, "What the hell's going on?" And then I watched it with other people, and I went, "Oh, okay." Apparently, Step Brothers is a funny movie. I watched it by myself the first time and turned it off halfway through because I was bored. Right, but but if you're with a group of people who are laughing, honestly, I had this with. Um, Blazing Saddles, which we talked about on this podcast recently, where like I yeah. every time I had seen that movie, I had laughed hysterically, but I had seen it forty seven times. And then in college, I took a class on Mel Brooks, and I was with like a new group of people who were watching Blazing Saddles, and it was like watching it for the first time all over again. Like the sure. infectious sure. crowd watching that movie is it reenergizes. It's a completely different, completely different yeah. fucking. Experience. See, funny. I think we did talk about this because I watched that movie with people and was like, it's not that funny. And then afterwards, (laughs) when we were recounting the movie, I was laughing at literally every joke I was retelling in my head. And I was like, oh, shit, this movie's really funny. (laughs) That was also me after I watched it. I could not get into it. Yeah. 
That was also me after I watched like uh, the when like Rick and Morty just came out. I watched yeah one of the episodes and I didn't laugh a single time. And then after I was talking about it, and I could not get the words out. I was yeah. just laughing. That was kind of me with uh, with Deadpool one. Honest, because like I saw it in the theater and I was like, oh, this is fine. It was like charming. And then I was like recounting it a couple years later, and I was like. Maybe that movie's like hilarious. Maybe, maybe that movie's funny, actually. Maybe that movie <laughs> yeah, was sure. like good. Um, and I have not had that experience yet with Deadpool two. Who knows? Time lives are long. You know what I mean? Maybe it's, it'll. I don't, one, think, it's, I don't think Deadpool I don't think Deadpool two is bad, but it's not as good as the first one. Deadpool one has going for it the fact that like no one expected that shit would ever work. Exactly. Deadpool two has going against it the fact that the trailers showed every bit that does work. Yeah, and it's like honest. There is something to be said of like comedy with parameters. There's something about the original Deadpool that is like scrappy and and the sure. like. I don't I don't think comedy excels with a budget to a certain extent. There is something to your feeling into homemade decisions. horror, kind of the same way. You know, like, I, there's something in those two genres that I think really excel in a sort of DIY atmosphere. Yeah, um, I would, yeah. When you're forced to get creative with it, only the people that are genuinely creative can float to the top. And the people sure. that aren't will try and won't. <laughs> they just and, they, won't. And, it won't and it won't go. And it's honestly kind of the same thing with, like, visual effects. You know, that conversation that happens over and over, which is like, why does Jurassic Park look better than every special effects movie that comes out today. And it's like, well, they had to be intentional with every single special effects shot and, mm. and sparing. And they had to know, they had to plan everything around. This is going to be a special effects shot. We're going to use this live action. And now they just kind of like, I'm not, I'm not, I understand the visual effects technicians work very, very hard. I'm not trying to be dismissive, but I'm being dismissive of like the producers who are like, throw them in front of a green screen. They'll figure it out later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It, it, right. it's it completely different. And that's why, that's why Jurassic Park still fucking kicks ass. Cause Rips. Spielberg was like, or, or, or any, you go back and watch any old, you know, big epic movie. And you're like, why does, why is this the best looking thing? I've ever seen. Why does this oh look better gosh. than even the best I looking I love modern... Jurassic Park. Like, watch, whenever I watch Jurassic yeah. Park and I get to the car in the tree scene, I just... Amazing scene. Good scene. It's the, it's it's revelatory. Every time I watch it's it, because I'm like, it's good. this is good so scene. cool because yeah. it's so tangible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like, they shot, yeah. they shot that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, those are tree that's branches. Right. Oh, that's a car that is like in a tree. You know what I mean? To a certain extent. And obviously there are tons of when cheats. When that shit hits the ground, half the time you're also like, yeah, half the time you're also like, are the bumps and scratches on these children real? Exactly. And fucking like. Because this honest, looks violent. <laughs> Spielberg, honestly, I mean, obviously we know that Spielberg is like one of the masters of the craft. It's indisputable. He just, that guy understands making movies better than almost anyone who has ever lived. But there is a secret ingredient to his movies that is missing from almost all big budget action movies today is that his characters always react to shit. It always feels like they like they experience exhaustion. They experience fear. They, they react to the special effects in a way that like 
Jace, when you and I saw Moonfall, it was like no one right. is reacting to meteors hitting the Earth. You know, like no one. It yeah, doesn't what? feel. There's no <laughs> tangibility to it because no one is properly reacting to anything. And and it's something that is good about like the early Marvel films, like Phase One into Phase Two, is that like they'll have footage of like regular people on the ground reacting to shit. And it's like, oh, this gives right. it, like, it feels like something because I, I really, see how it's impacting everybody else. You know what I mean? I really want y'all to take the time to watch a few episodes of uh, Invasion on Apple TV. That show yeah, really I, struck I, me because of how fucking it. real it felt the whole time. Yeah. Invasion. Is that but specifically that? that? It's, what's up? Was Sam Neill? On that was that that show? Sam Neill's stunt casted, but yes, Sam Neill's definitely oh, okay. in that trailer. He's not. He's not a main um, character, is what you're saying. I get you. No, uh, yeah, he's in the first episode. Mm. One of those. It. One of uh, John, John Cho on Sleepy Hollow. I get you. I get. Yeah, you. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that movie's really good because it specifically is like aliens are invading, and you're like, I've seen this a thousand times, and then like thirty minutes in, you're like, I've never seen this. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay. oh, people are dealing with like, you know, and a lot of, sorry, I won't belabor this point, but a lot of okay. alien invasion fiction generally for whatever fucking reason meets everybody at their most prepared or least prepared point. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. And this move, this show picks up with like a soldier who's literally his, his job is to be prepared for everything. So he's trying to be prepared. So that's a cool twist on it. And then a bunch of people that obviously aren't prepared. But more than that, a lot of the time you encounter people that deal with this kind of situation in a movie or a show. They frequently are like, let's deal with this. And what happens mostly is like you've got a bunch of people with dynamics that are playing out already. One's infidelity. One's a kid that's bullied. Um, one's a woman that's hiding her relationship with another character Mm -hmm. i won't spoil it Mm -hmm. um and like those conflicts don't end because it's not like a world ending event it's a slow burn and so they're trying to deal with these things that might be huge while also dealing with things personally that literally already are huge and so you see them ratify or wreck like try to try to rectify what's happening with what's happening in two very different scales and I love it. I love it. The infidelity story is like just you you know, you see something like this and you're like, yeah, people get drawn together. And this shows like, what if they fucking have irreconcilable problems with each other? Because one of them did the worst thing. And you're like, Oh, yeah. I would yeah. want to survive with that person, but maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> how would that how would right. I deal with that? It fucking rules. It fucking rules. I watched that show in like three days. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sounds, so I looked at it and then I just, I have not, I've not pulled the gun, but most of the shows I've been watching are like, you know, they're on a hiatus until next season. So maybe, maybe it's, in, maybe it's invasion time. You don't know. Hey, maybe. Hey, 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 it could hey, be. Hey. It could, could be. be. But one, one thing I do know, this is of course Advanced <clears throat> Media Studies, a podcast uh, where we aim to talk about every single piece of pop culture ever created one <laughs> week at a time. Uh, welcome back to our Mythic Pod Quest as we journey through Apple TV Plus's Mythic Quest. I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and this is my prescription bagel. 
and legally, you are not allowed to ask me about it. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jace. I use they, them pronouns, and I must admit, Ian really does look like Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm going for. <laughs> that, that, that line delivery. It's good. Rob McElhaney. Funny guy. Funny guy. Funny guy. Uh, I'm Caleb, the third host, the daddy host, the host with the mostest kids. Uh, and I'm going to reuse one I used last week out of place <laughs> and say I am this podcast's big, stupid bitch. <laughs> well, How's that for toxic masculinity, you big, stupid bitch? Big, stupid oh, bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, great, and we are about to dive into Mythic Quest, but let's touch in with uh, Media Madness, shall we? Uh, only oh, a few wow. matchups since last we recorded, uh, but you know, we're we're here in the final, and it'll be long out of date by the time you're listening to this, but uh, fuck it. <laughs> fuck, I wanna. Um, the end of Expanse v. John Wick, uh, after Daddy Host's heel turned, <laughs> betrayed John Wick, uh, the Expanse pulls that one out. Uh, 144 votes cast, 51.4% said Expanse. So it was close. It was close all the way to the end. That was a tight. That was a tight matchup. One of our tightest. I uh, I would like to I would like to make it clear that I didn't heel turn on John Wick. Rather, someone took the Expanse off of my ballot card. That's fair. So you and so I had to throw one it. in that I would mm -hmm. yes be excited if it won, but when it came up against the Expanse, the king of content. You gross. Uh, <laughs> I'm the king of the king of the king of space. I had to. I had to go with. I'm a. I'm a Beltalota at heart, sure. and uh, everyone else is our well Wallace. So. And uh, you know, maybe one day I'll know what that means. Hopefully, yeah, I, wait, <laughs> maybe so if it that, wins, was that I'll a know what that. What means. is? You, was that a different language? I'm. I. I thought I just had a stroke. Because yeah, you so were the, speaking the very candidly yeah. and directly, and then out of nowhere, I just stopped understanding what you were saying. I'm about and I to thought it was me. <laughs> no, no. So um, the the people that live on the belt of uh -huh. um, you know this this show this world the belt have their the own expanse. have their own creole, their own like okay. their own like mixed language. mixed language language of their own. And so, uh, Beltalotas are people that like live in the belt. Inalotas are people that are um, from the inner ring, uh, so inside the asteroid belt, and then people from Mars, right? Uh, and then, well, Women are well, Walla is uh, supposed to be like. I think it's based off like gravity wells, Sick. which is like well English, and then Walla is like a person in Hindi. So Wellwala is like a a, gra a person from gravity, because people oh. in belt live without gravity. So when they say Wellwala, they also put three fingers together and go Wellwala like that, and it's how they mm. like fuck you, you outlander. Uh, ah. It rules. Mm. <laughs> Shows full of it. That's, that's it fucking rules. interesting. Yeah, I'm planning on uh, starting to read the first book. I have a I have a trip uh, at the end of March, and I'm planning to. Uh, start reading that during the many uh, plane rides. So I'll let you know any deep Wait, lore. The Expanse is the book series and not the TV show? It's both. But oh, it was it a book both. series. Okay. It was a book series uh, first. I was crazy. Again. And the the author, uh, I think, is also a showrunner on the television show. So he, he it's yeah. one of, oh, it's one of those. Oh, I love that. 
Um, like, like basically Neil Gaiman, he doesn't write books anymore. Yeah. He just runs adaptations of, of his books. And you know what? Good for you, Neil. Do it. Do what you want to fucking do. Also, also uh, S.A. Corey, James S.A. Corey is two people. Whoa. The, the authors, the author quote of The Expanse is, is two dudes that go under the pen name Whoa. James S.A. Corey. That's sick. Uh, That's pretty that cool. rules. I like that. Uh, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, ne- next matchup, true, a true blowout, a true blue blowout, Hitchhikers versus Broken Earth, Battle of the Books, uh, Hitchhikers, a whopping 78%. It was not, there was no competition here. It was, it was, it was dead on arrival. Now, now, so Daddy Host, I have a question for you, and it's merely out of curiosity. You asked communities to specifically vote for Broken Earth, and I am just wondering uh is it that you don't want to talk about hitchhikers is it that you really want to talk about broken earth i mean just like what was what was the methodology there were yeah, you sure that broken earth would lose to the expanse <laughs> like what did, what did you what did, i just want to know as a person who's been told to read those books a lot and has not done it uh-huh. and also a person who supports an african-american woman author love it the broken earth trilogy seems very important to specifically me <laughs> checks out i don't know completely Honestly, checks that out. is an incredibly valid take kevin was <laughs> just curious i just wanted to know um well, no, you because yeah. jason's the one like called me a traitor <laughs> and shit so you know <laughs> i had to explain i, I called myself. you a traitor because hitchhikers is probably my strongest pitch <laughs> i mean it is no, it is your I've only never pitch seen either of them or read <laughs> either of them so yeah yeah so yeah. allegedly, the uh, Broken Earth is being adapted by uh, Sci-Fi, a la The Expanse. Uh, but we'll, we'll oh sure, we'll so see. Sci-Fi will have it on for a season and a half, and then it'll, it'll get go canceled, to, and yeah. then someone who has money will pay for it to come to hopefully their hopefully picked up by some streamer, right? Like hopefully you can you can mm-hmm. hope. Hashtag save save the Broken Earth. I'm already tweeting it. The show hasn't begun filming, hasn't come out and I'm yet. always like, like, save, yeah, save gonna Broken be necessary. Earth. I'm just, I know where this is going. I'm getting out in front of it. <laughs> uh, it'll be good. Um, those would be weird books to adapt into a live action format. But hey, you know what? I've, you know, if they can make a good Dune movie, they can do anything. You know, anything is possible. Um, sure. And uh, and finally, uh, the the match that is currently in progress, progress uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend versus The Expanse uh crazy ex-girlfriend currently with like 51 percent of the vote it is tight and unlike last round no crazy ex-girlfriend cast members have given me that sweet retweet so the match is very 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 close (laughs) and uh (laughs) uh and it could go any i mean by the you know it ends at um 10 50 a.m eastern time tomorrow so while we're sleeping who knows what could happen to the vote who knows who knows I tried real hard to get people to, to from the expanse to vote for it. Still no, nothing. <laughs> maybe they voted. They just didn't retweet. You know, maybe, maybe Sheree Agadashlu is one of those votes for the expanse, but maybe did not knows? Go. Thomas Jane. There's uh, a cheat sheet of uh, Belter Creole, by the way, just in oh, case y'all were cool. curious. Fun languages. I'm gonna learn well, Klingon. I, love um, <laughs> I was teaching no, you, you Klingon. Uh, no, I'm never gonna like. No disrespect to anyone out there listening who speaks Klingon, which I know some people can do fluently. Uh, I'm going to learn a real language first. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to learn a real one if I'm going to learn a second language. I'm going to learn, you know, finally learn Spanish, finally learn ASL. You know what I mean? Like, 
not gonna not pick and cling on. I'm sorry, everyone. See, what you're missing out on is the opportunity to start an island and make its national language Klingon. I'm not. No. You know, I don't. I I get the sense that starting a new island is more of a violent act than that is implied to be. <laughs> uh huh. Because like you know, someone's probably on that island. Not. I mean, um, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But but hitchhikers is in the final round. And so it's either the Expanse or Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Could it, will it be the Battle of Space, or will it be the, the Battle, Battle of, of Song? Yeah, or the Battle of Comedy, right? And it could go. I made the mistake of getting emotionally invested in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend winning, and that was an error on my part. Mm. I should not have done that. Uh, that was <laughs> that was not a good decision that I've made. Um, I've been watching, you know, their many musical numbers on YouTube, and I'm just like, God, I love this show. I should not have gotten emotionally invested in it winning. I'm a fool. <laughs> I, I, I did the one thing you're not supposed to you do. Silly, <laughs> silly bitch. I'm a silly bastard, and um, and that's and that's and that's it. But God, it would be a good show to cover. Jason and I would lose our minds on me talking about musical yeah, numbers. Sure. It would be, and I, yeah, Daddy, I, I think you'd like it. It's it's got like a they sense of humor. I think you would. I've seen with. a bunch of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I've so seen I. a bunch of it. I haven't. I've seen I've not a it moment yet. of it. So. I think you would. I, have a I lot think of you would really vibe loaded with it. thoughts about Santino Fontana, honestly, but mostly due to just like mm-hmm. a lot of Broadway stuff that's happened. That's true, but for... he also is only on the first season and a tiny bit of the second. So right, wouldn't yeah, have to exactly. talk about him. Well, I know, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> for those for of sure. you who don't know, Tootsie was turned into a musical, which never should have happened. Um, Ridiculous. Uh, and it's just, just <laughs> fundamentally, it's transphobic. And he was uh, in it, among other things. And he was the lead, and he, he was... won a Tony for that role. What? Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's <clears throat> it's upsetting. That's a little. But, I'll I'll call it silly. You know, I'll say it. it I'll be brave. You know, I think I'll, that's, I'll, I'll, I think I'll agree that's with you there. Silly. You know, what? I don't think you're too far out out of hand to say such. I thing. I think that's silly. <laughs> I would agree with you. That's a there's a bunch of silly gooses at the Tonys. A bunch of, on bunch Broadway. of goofies. Bunch of fucking goofy bastards over at the Tonys. That's what goofs. I'll say. I'll say you fucking goof. Goof. Under your thumb, goof. Um Yeah, fuck it up. I love those fucking movies and that TV that's a show good and all movie. that. I have no idea what you're goofy movie. Very goofy movie. It's called a goofy movie movie and the extremely goofy movie. Both, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a point. There's a point where Pete the cat, Goof's neighbor, uh, says you got to keep your son under your thumb, Goof. Goof. Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Anyway, that's it. That's it. Uh, Let's talk about Mythic Quest A. Um, and by the time we record next, there will be a winner to Media Madness. I mean, by the time everyone is listening to this, there will be a winner to Media Madness. This is true. Uh, but, oh, but y'all whoa. won't hear about it for a minute. Um, <laughs> what have we learned <laughs> from our first media madness? Um, get those celebrity retweets if you can. Um, people don't want us to talk about the Flex office. Flex those parasocial relationship skills. You got this. People really like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, you know, we're learning a lot. Learning a lot. Uh, Mythic Quest. Mythic quest. Mythic quest. Can I be? Can I have one quick, one more diversion? Please. Well, there's yeah. a, there's a branded toothpaste, <clears throat> toothpaste for children, that my daughter had us <clears throat> buy because she demands things and we simply acquiesce. <laughs> um, and it has got a unicorn on it, and it is called Mystic Crest, 
And every right. time my wife looks at it, she thinks Mythic Quest and Mythic makes Quest. it clear by mentioning it to me. And I think it's one of the very funniest things I've ever experienced. <laughs> Rock and roll. Rock and roll. I love Mystic that. Crest. Mystic Crest. Mystic so Crest. Fun. They should get on that. They should they should work out like a sponsorship deal. I think. I yeah, really don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want kids to watch Mythic Quest. It's good for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not made for kids. It's family entertainment. No, there's video games, Jace. It's for kids. <laughs> So I also, I just also, in order to catch up, just watched episode uh, five. Yes, you missed A Dark Quiet Death, which I which knew would be your favorite because, episode. Because honestly, yeah. that has so far been my favorite episode. It, I was like, oh, this is a different show. And then I was like, I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hang out with Doc and Bean. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I want to see Bean's story. The fuck? That's a heartbreaker. What did you, what are your, just your general thoughts? Obviously, you liked it a lot. On that episode? Yeah, because you missed the episode. I thought it was fast. I was I I I loved it. I thought it was a really cool take. I thought it was a really fun story. I thought the way that the characters were fleshed out was really intriguing and and fascinating and real. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like it had a really strong commentary on the industry and the relationship between art and selling out. Uh, and I think it touched on all the themes that the rest of the show does really well. Um, and I was like, how is this connected? And then at the very end, it was just like, oh, it's so that in the future episodes, when Montreal is calling, we have a, a sort of relationship with that. And I was like, that's a very strange thing to put all, like, to make an entire episode just for that one sort of intertextual kind of illusion to put, pay off mm-hmm. is kind of wild to me. Um, but I'm also it's, really grateful for it because I love that episode. It's less plot relevant than it is like thematically relevant. Yeah, Do you know no, what I it's mean? incredibly thematically relevant. Mm-hmm. And so I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is cool. I like this that." And I also, beans. I mean, I can never remember his name, but I absolutely love that actor, Jake Johnson. Yeah, oh, his name's pretty unremarkable. Yeah, it's a pretty normal guy name. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a pretty like ah uh, yeah. But that's and that's always why he, play, he always Jake plays Johnson. these everyman characters. And he's Jim Jansen, good. you know <laughs> what is this guy's name? John uh, Smith. John Mark- Smith Smarkson. Yeah, exactly. Peter uh, Peter Parker. Peter 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 B. Parker. Peter B. Sweatpants Spider Man, just like the easiest cosplay in the world. Um, the best. <laughs> the best. You know, absolutely rock and roll. Uh, great. I, mean, I knew you'd like that one because uh, you've been kind of, we'll call it uh, iffy on Mythic I, Quest up to I, this point. I, yeah. Wish, I, wishy-washy. Word for it. I, yeah. I mean, there are parts that I enjoy quite a mm-hmm. bit. And there's also quite a lot of the show where I go, I don't know if this is as effective satire as they want it to be. <laughs> like, sometimes <laughs> it just feels a little bit too much like... Yeah, we know that this is like not good, but like we still think it's funny, and they I, definitely I don't know. think so it's a funny. lot of it makes me go uh, in a not great <laughs> way. But parts of it I really like. I'll, I will say the two episodes we're going to talk about today are pro- are on the uh, be- better side of that iffiness. You know, sure. like I'm I'm enjoying these. I think I also have a sneaky suspicion that um, this uh, team. Specifically, uh, McElhaney. Are you frozen? Oh no, you're just focusing. Uh, I I have I have a weird. <laughs> weird I'm just I have a feeling intently. that they tried to get a lot of the more controversial themes out up front um, to try and get people either on board with their style or not. 
Um, and I, I personally find that to be a little bit of an unnecessary thing to do. It's like, you don't need to, you don't need to do that because then you're, now I'm seeing that you're doing these episodes that don't do that really. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's just as good. So I'm it's, like, it's somewhat analogous to the way that community begins its first season where it's like, we are starting with these like broad in some cases kind of abrasive stereotypes and we will then flesh them out lost kind of does the same thing where it's like always sunny does the same thing yeah sunny obviously right but like sunny has all this but none of the pathos (laughs) you know like sunny sunny doesn't have the like the the heart you know what i mean which intentionally um that right. is that is part I of mean, that but, show. i mean to be fair and i feel like this is something that should be disclosed like i'm also the kind of person that like has a hard time watching Shit's creek where it's like some wow. i know some people absolutely love that show but for me i watch it and i just get so frustrated i'm like <laughs> i why i don't have sympathy for these characters like I've the never... actors are playing them in the most likable ways but i'm like mm-hmm. why should i give a shit Sure. And then they also, I also find, at least the episodes I've seen at the beginning where there's that mayor character, I just, I feel like, I don't know, I don't really like when comedy is based on, like, somebody being just a total idiot, and therefore it's all just communication errors of this one person being like, I'm just ignoring you. And where does the conflict come from? Oh, it comes from me just doing the opposite of what you said. I'm like, that's lazy. And it's 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 just annoying. And I'm like, I find myself, instead of laughing at the situation, being like, fuck you, you suck. <laughs> So I, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Don, no, I, I get Don, you. Don, I get you. I've never seen like more than a, I a like couple such scenes. I such a buzzkill. Like I like funny stuff. I just... no, it's okay. It's but, but comedy <laughs> is very know? much. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. We did six <laughs> no, seasons I mean, of Community, question, right? You know? Like it's um no, but like comedy is the most subjective form of entertainment, right? And if you don't like, if you don't find something funny, there's nothing wrong. It's just you just don't think that is funny right sure. there's, yes, there's nothing you can fucking do about it and i jace i kind of move in the opposite where i really blush against stuff that's just like so sweet you know like i i like a little bit more too. oh i and neither, no, I don't neither of us yeah. is correct you know what i mean and and obviously we're also not too diametric pose there's plenty of cute shit i like there's plenty of bitey right. shit that you like well i just but... you know what i just started watching that i'm actually like very much enjoying let's hear it abbott elementary oh i love that show that's a good show it's a great show that's so good so funny and so it never and, and i don't think it's a, it, i don't think it's a saccharine comedy i don't think it's like no. sweet ooey gooey i think it, it pushes not. the buttons but it does it in a way where i am constantly like sweet cool like it, i it, it's mm-hmm. somebody i know posted this today and i thought it was really lovely their name is uh nate ray they mm-hmm. said uh something along the lines of how they feel that really great art and stuff while it should push you and challenge you should also make you feel held you know interesting. when interesting where it's like if you actually mm. if you're trying to get somebody to view these issues sympathetically or see these difficult themes, right? And often comedy is a really great way to get people to pay attention to these themes that they wouldn't otherwise pay attention to or mm-hmm. laugh so that they can actually listen. But at the same time, if you're going to push these buttons, you also have to make sure that the people that are receiving these things are in a place where they can safely receive these push buttons and they yeah. can do something about it. And oftentimes I feel like a lot of these comedy shows, they push the buttons 
uh, and then they leave them with you. And in turn, it doesn't feel like a comment on the problem. It feels like you're just doing more of it, you know? And that's a hard line to draw, and that, you know, takes a lot of skill. And I think that sometimes shows pull it off in some episodes better than others, and sometimes, you know, and also there's some shows that do it better than others. And I just, I have a really strong uh, personal relationship with the, the what what kind of uh, editing we do or the kind of decisions we make in regards to the stories that we put on screen or on stage or any of these things. So, and also with comedy, as somebody that loves to do specifically comedic stories, you know, a lot of the time, not always, but, you know, that's a really important part of the the craft to me i just i got a lot of strong feelings yeah yeah no, that's true i think a balance is good and some things some things like fucking you know putney swope which is a comedy that that is so abrasive is so uh, pushing at the boundaries of society is good for that reason and some things are good because they get at it in a more you know like I think The Good Place does have good, like, you can mm. sit there, you can learn a lesson, and you can also be upheld. Like, it is a good... Yes. It's not a show that's like, here's how to live your life, but it's like, oh, expanding your knowledge and, and meeting other people. You know, like, there are good life lessons that can be learned from The yeah. Good Place right. while also being upheld and uplifted. But There's also something really sometimes... fascinating about the way that they portray those kind of uglies on the good place too and how it's true i never felt like when i mean well they also the, the uglies are you know really controversial i would say the biggest ugly that they present is uh towards the end where there's that that, that really rich dude guy yeah, that yeah, yeah, golf yeah. guy <laughs> where like the and, goal is like we have to make this is the hardest challenge in the world making this guy a good right <laughs> and exactly and the yeah. thing is the thing and it's interesting so i first of all you certainly with characters like that and stuff like that you certainly don't want the audience to be laughing with them mm -hmm. um i find having the audience laugh at them doesn't actually do anything and it just further divides this kind of us versus them uh way of handling these discussions where it's like these are real people that have these things and if we want them to be changed we have to have a very strong stance on them um and and it's not funny or, you know, we unify whatever that is. And then there's also and then there's what like the good place I feel like does, which is you are laughing with the people that have to deal with this atrocity. Mm -hmm. Right. So when Poppy shows up in the show, it's the saving grace when the 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 women game testers, it's the saving yeah. grace for me, because I'm like, this is the kind of stuff that I find funny. And a lot of time I look at these other rooms um, like the joke about like, please stop talking about my tongue, that whole thing where it's mm -hmm. like on the one hand, you know, okay. Yeah. Kind of funny, but it's also like, uh, it's just, it's a little weird. It's like, who are we laughing at or with in this moment? Mm -hmm. Are we laughing with the mm -hmm. guy that's being really creepy? Are we laughing at the person that's struggling with, with this and the person that we should actually have the most like, damn, that actually kind of sucks. Are we laughing at that person or are we kind of laughing at the way that these when these, you know, forces come in the room, the kind of mess that happens, that's not reliant on a sort of, I don't want to say power dynamic because that's integral to any sort of theatrical conflict. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there are parts of the show that I'm like, yes, this is how we're talking about these issues. I, I feel, as an audience member, held and directed into being able to go. Because, I mean, and we were talking about this earlier. When you're watching stuff that's funny, 
so much of it is what you're told you're supposed to laugh at. When you're in the room with other people, you laugh out loud more because there's these cues that we have socially about what's funny and what's acceptable to laugh at. And I think uh, for me as somebody that does more of the like, I don't know, it just, I just, I, it's one of those things that I, is very integral into the way that I make stories and tell stories mm-hmm. is, okay, what, what, in, in this comedic moment, what, what exactly is funny? Yeah. yeah, I think that the show's pretty good at like pointing at what is supposed to be the point, like especially in the CW Longbottom scenes, because it's ne- it's rarely mm-hmm. just one person being like ew. It's normally one person and then another person agreeing with the person that's like ew. Like right. she'll yeah. say it, and then uh, Danny Pudi's character is like, yeah, it's fucking weird, and then he does it again when she's not in the room, and he's like, that's 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 problematic. Like, uh, or when. Other the any 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 filmmaker or, or scriptwriter will tell you it is how other it is how characters in the scene react to what is happening that tells us in the audience how we are supposed to feel about what is happening. You know that sure. is that is I think that, that is the strength though, of right. No, it's a great film language and it's sometimes used to great effect. But I also think it is one that can very easily, if not paid attention to, fall into lampshading, which I've talked about a million times on this show by now. Also, also true, right. And, the, and we, we had a million conversations about it when it came to Pierce on Community, right? Like it was, right, right, what right. what are our what are our degrees here? What are, and we had a, Jace, you and I talked about it uh, a lot with the with the Nazi episode of, of Mythic Quest, right? Like with the, with yeah. the white supremacists, yeah? Um, but anyway, let's, let's, dive into these episodes in particular let's do it i um, like these episodes these ones yeah. i like <laughs> season season one episode six non-player character directed by lp i didn't know a vinyl record could direct an episode of a television it, show it's actually lovely by... space princess she dropped the uh, space when she was oh right right because right. she wasn't in space anymore yeah, yeah. she was directing right Earth. exactly exactly ls lsp uh uh written by david hornsby in this episode, uh, Poppy uh, is being recruited over to Cold Alliance Games, and uh, at the same time, everyone discovers that there is a glitch in Mythic Quest, and the masked man is freaking out and handing a bunch of free loot. He's just behaving generally strangely. Uh, at the same time, Ian uh, becomes intimidated by uh, who I will call Big Tall Paul, uh, a programmer, uh, a very a very large man. And uh, Dana, while off to become the new uh, streamer, is replaced by some uh, big jerk called Lou, uh, who also is making the Last of Us television show, <laughs> who also uh, wrote Chernobyl. Who also wrote Chernobyl. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, again, wild. wild. Weird, weird how that happens. Uh, I like the kind of, you know, this show doesn't have a super sprawling supporting cast, but it's like, oh, it's interesting that we have, like, Craig Mazin. It's interesting that John DiMaggio is playing the guy from Cold Alliance Games. Yeah. So you can get John yeah, DiMaggio going like, so happy every time. Why would you do screen? that? Why would anyone? He's a child. Why would anyone say that? <laughs> what kind of yeah, person would, would do anyone... that? Or she's like, uh, is the creative director's? Why isn't it like a little can bit higher than everybody? She can lord over everyone, and he's like, who would do that? What kind of person <laughs> like, would do that? What? what kind of person <laughs> would do that? And she's just like. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my god, right? No, it is weird. I'm hearing it now because he's a child, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. These, moments like that are where I think this show success uh, succeeds mm-hmm. the most. You Poppy know? is fucking... Poppy great. rules. Poppy is so funny. Poppy is... She Poppy sees is some the, shit. 
closest we have to like a point of view character on this show you know poppy right is... she does have toxic traits but at the same time she's also for like sure. the only one that has any semblance of sense right except for like the testers but again the testers usually exist in like their own they're world. very much side plot and i i kind of wish yeah. they were the main show but whatever <laughs> you know, our... that uh makes a lot of sense uh coming for me uh, yeah from your talking yes exactly i like exactly. the lesbian hey Can we get uh, more of them please Jace, something I we Caleb and I've huh. completely failed to mention. Rachel, the the uh one of the testers, is the voice of Aloy in your beloved Horizon yeah. uh, Zero Dawn franchise. Yeah, Rachel is uh, Ashley is, is Aloy. She's the voice of Aloy and she wrote uh co wrote Borderlands two with brother Anthony Birch. Right, yeah, she's and in she voices uh, Tiny, she's Tiny Tina, Tina in the Borderlands mm-hmm. games. Who's great? She's not Dana. Who is she? she's the other one? She's the other tester. She's the yeah. other one with the uh, the, the one cat. who has to hang out with Lou. The hair colors. The hair colors, yeah. yeah. But not the braids the one hair that C- The one that CW <laughs> calls a young boy like three times. Yeah, yes, exactly. The white girl or the, yeah, the yeah. white passing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Aloy in the Horizon franchise, which I That's thought. That's fucking crazy. You would like. Also, by the way, uh, you listeners out there, if anybody does want to send me money so I can play the sequel to what might be my favorite game ever. Uh, Drop your game now. Oh, your favorite game ever. I love that. I love it. Might I love, be. It might, it's I love your there. journey. I, mean, into I don't know. Games. I'm starting to like the really small ones. I just got, what is it called? Death Squared. And it's a nice little puzzle game. I love I a puzzle. You enjoy it. Very simple. I also just got Cuphead, and let me tell you, that shit is oh, way too difficult. That shit's hard. I could told you ahead tough. of time, Cuphead is yeah, we should brutal. It is known that for is being difficult. That is insanely difficult, and there's no yeah. way to, like, tone it down. No, it is known nope. for being difficult. And if difficult. you select simple, it, it, it's it was like, made that's great, but hard. you don't get all the things that you need. Yeah. You have no. to beat it at regular. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hard is, my God. Hard is the name of the game, which is why I've never touched... Cuphead. I struggle with games that are just difficult. Though I am Cuphead, really enjoying... Cuphead, when you play with two players, mm-hmm. is infinitely more fun. It is much better. Yes, it I is, it is, it is much, much better. Because you can save each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 best played with couch co-op. You know, it's it's best two people yes, holding 100%. two controllers on a couch. And then you're like, I, like, I don't know how you do it. this by yourself. That's um, insane. It's it's very hard. It's very difficult to do, actually. Um, don't look at people with... speedrunning it. You'll feel inadequate as a human being. Yeah, watch so, someone yeah. beat it in like an hour <laughs> yeah. without getting no, hit one frustrating. time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I was, even when I was playing with a friend, there was one we came up to and it was like, okay, we have to look up how these pros are doing it. So we have any idea of like at least some sort of technique to try to do. My God. Uh, Cuphead, but that's so cool to new, know that she's that voice actress. Yeah, new new animated series on Netflix of Cuphead. I don't know if you knew that. It is. Jace. That's kind of the reason why I went back and I went, you know what? That is Let me get this game. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Which one of these episodes has CW reacting to the AI machine? Which is a plot this line I, I think is very funny. That's the one with uh, Big Tall Paul. Yeah, okay, it's Big Tall Paul. This funny. That's actually, I really <laughs> enjoyed that. This is funny. It's like, he's just so worried about being replaced by the computer. And I'm sorry, it is funny Danny's when like, he's like, please tell me it's a man. <laughs> please tell me this computer <laughs> is a boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it's, it's funny. It's yeah. 
Um, it's I I'm F Murray Abraham fucking kills me on this show again. Just like anytime you get a profound actor saying really silly shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it up. When you have Keith David playing the president on Rick and Morty, and you have him say some silly shit, I'm gonna eat it up. I'm gonna gobble it. I'm gonna eat it all up. It's 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 yeah. my it's where my shit is 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 buttered. Um, and how it's, are we not? Can we? This what? is another total. It's where my shit is buttered, and then I eat my buttery about. shit. It's where my shit is buttered is not a thing oh, I thought I'd ever hear in my no. life. Sorry, Jace, you know what, you? You know it really well, butters saying, my shit? We should, <laughs> we should definitely talk about the carpentry remake of the thing. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say, Jace? We should definitely talk about the carpenter remake of the thing. Uh, what do you, what do you, oh, John like Carpenter, the, the thing? Oh, yeah, let's just, hey, when we're done with Mythic Quest Season 1, let's just talk about the thing for an episode. I and then we'll do Season so 2. Much. Great, settled. <laughs> good uh caleb it is a little spooky but it's like really good yeah, oh it's so good i guess i'll weather a storm or i'll just watch like a youtube recap no it's i'm just what kidding kind i'll of watch spooky it do you not like caleb i will watch it because it's aliens i don't give a fuck about alien spooky well it's spookier than most alien spoopies but no but y'all understand if it's a if it's spiritual in nature i don't care how spooky it is it hits different than oh it's fucking aliens it is right, it right. is alien one Ridley Scott esque, I think. Yeah. In in yeah. a lot of lot of blue collar people in closed space being yeah, hunted I'm aware by of this the cultural cachet of yeah, yeah, yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, I'm very yeah. aware of it. It is it's spoopy. So it is also one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I have like... one complaint, and that's every so often I'm like, okay, this does get a little yelly. Like it's a bunch of just like uh-huh. straight straight men mm-hmm. yelling. And there are scenes where I'm like, yep, the yelling's justified. And there are a couple of them where I'm like, can y'all just maybe... Calm down. Mm-hmm. There is... Uh, we, we can talk about it in our episode that apparently we're doing in a couple uh, we're weeks. Doing but um, there is a scene where someone like walks through a wall that is obviously made of like paper. And it was like a zero-budget movie. Like They did the best they could. Uh, but it's there is, incredible what they did with that budget, though. It really oh, is. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it for 18 hours in that episode. Uh, John, <laughs> John Carpenter's The Thing. But uh, in this episode, I think giving Ian a... This is something they do on Sunny, I think, a lot. Is like giving someone a a normal person enters this space, and in this instance, it is a big tall Paul, and he it it drives some character to insanity. Community did it a lot with Jeff, you know, in the various yeah, people yeah. that Jeff would become suddenly furiously jealous of. It it yeah. like it's it's a good anchor for a plot line when you have a very vain. Usually, <laughs> I think it's funnier with men. You know what I mean? Like just watching yeah. like a very Paul, vain man lose the, their Paul mind. Paul is the blade of this show. <laughs> blade or rich or or, rich, or, yeah. or any of the any of those characters that they did it with Jeff. And it it just it it's it's a good engine for a very muscular, handsome person to suddenly just become like they meet someone who has it together a little bit more and they just become fully unraveled. Like when Paul is is fully laying out, you know, the Spanish title of a thousand years of solitude and shit. Like it's just it's it's very good. It's a strong engine for a plot in a in a show like this. Yeah. Sure. I really liked when that that first moment when he's speaking Spanish with uh, Maria was that her yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Maria. Because I immediately clocked that Maria was like giving a very much like a. 
Very good. Mm, like, good job. It. That's the basic, like, in, like, hello, how are you? you? Good job. Yeah, you speak. I'm, you're getting work. so good at this, and you also make sure I get paid. <laughs> You've been doing Duolingo for, like, a week. I mean, amazing. That right. owl is it... very proud of you. <laughs> oh, good for you. I like that. I like that a lot. I like Absolutely. that little subtle, subtle beat. Yeah, you can kind of tell everyone in the studio deals with I in the way that they have to. They're like, all right, uh-huh. yeah, hi, thanks, bye. They'll, as much they'll as tolerate as it they to, to various different degrees. This is the episode. This is a very different topic. This is the episode where it really stands out to me how good the set of this television show is. This is a very strong yeah. so, uh, set design because there's so many different unique environments there's all these cool ways in these two episodes that they use ion's office and like the little rotating windows and the paintings on the on the as like part of the set dressing part of telling a joke yeah part he of opens the a little window that's the dick of the character and sticks his yeah. head out <laughs> yeah like the oh, little, the little the dick of the character i've yeah, never 100%. noticed 100 percent. the yeah. the rotating window is funny the little gaps when he's like looking at paul through like the little gaps in the artwork and shit like all it's just good staging it's good filmmaking it's using this space and you have like the big colorful wall because almost like 99 percent of this show takes place in this office set right so like you have all these unique environments so it never really gets stale even though we are essentially in the same zone you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's something uh uh, to a different extent it's something that cheers was very good at where it's like we are Mm -hmm. in this bar basically the entire time but there are enough unique environments and unique staging that you're not sick of just staring at the brown walls of this bar. You know, yeah. it's, it's a sitcom has to be very uh, crucial with that. You know, uh, sure. community yeah. was very good about that. Just having like the fucking table, you know, and somehow making that a dynamic character. and interesting. Right. And, and, yeah. and using that in, in really profound and interesting ways. Um, that is, that's the, the Russo brothers sitcom touch, you know, giving it just that <laughs> little extra, little extra, little extra zing. Um, Cause it's easier on a show. Like, a show I love, Righteous Gemstones, but they, that show has a massive budget. They go to all these different locations. They have all these fancy sets. They've built like a fake amusement park and shit. Like it's much harder to make the same one office entertaining and interesting over and over and over and over again. Sure. And it's, a, it's a skill. It's an underrated, you don't notice it until it's bad. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm this place sucks i don't want to hang out here <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. good yeah. sitcom needs yeah. a good environment hospital on scrubs great environment love hanging yeah. out there um, the office um, the office on office yeah all those unique little and the office desks. at the office yeah mm-hmm. yeah a good sitcom is gonna have uh arrested development has a few especially like the weird fucking house that they you know all stay in and things like that uh, various different apartments you gotta it's 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 underrated and most sitcoms don't have the budget to constantly be building new and unique sets filming outside like no fuck <laughs> most shows can't fucking afford to film outside <laughs> on the reg yeah. um again we learned that from community pretty fucking quick how, how yeah. quickly yeah. they're like everything's inside <laughs> everything's on the soundstage and when they're outside it's like a 50-50 chance that you can tell it's very obviously L.A. and not Colorado. 
Uh, or like, oh, this is outside, but it's inside outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yep. I mean? This is an Weird, outside. The light's outside. <laughs> playing differently on them than I would imagine That's in funny. this actual situation. These plants don't look. Hmm, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. a underrated aspect of sitcomery, um, and I just wanted to shout out the show because I think it does a good job. It do, it do uh, do a good job. I said do. Uh, I tried yeah, really hard I love, not to. I love the programmer dungeon. <laughs> Those just like lines of yep. fucking right. nineteen eighty four. I love desks. <laughs> I love the the community managers in the fucking basement <laughs> locked in a room. So funny. I every uh, time we go visit Sue, I just I adore the it. Best. She's, she's so the funny. best. I, I would them, love yeah. to know what's going on up there. You guys, don't, you sound like you're so much fun up there. I'd like to be up there, even one time. <laughs> even one time. Even one time. <laughs> uh, so funny. Every second Paul down there, now it's just two, like, nicey-nices down there. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful, um, the way. Uh, human human Resources has not come back yet. She does you come back in, the second in episode. a big, bad way. Yeah, but like it's it's it, she's not around as much as I remembered right. her being around. But maybe that's a second season thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I definitely. I don't remember who that is. Definitely. She's the one who's like, uh, I am not a therapist. Sitting there while they're all complaining <laughs> to her, and she's like, I work in HR. Oh, I'm yes, not your yes, therapist. Yes. 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 Right. Um, it's she's she's very good, and she does come back. Uh, she's in like, uh, uh, Jason. This isn't spoiling anything, but at the end of this season, there's two like standalone specials uh euphoria style and she is a big part of both of those so obviously they realized like okay she she needs to become an integral part of of the television show mythic quest Um, right right right. cool when you get that talent when something's working you gotta lock that shit down if you're sick you gotta lock that shit down yeah Yeah. i can't believe we're getting two more seasons of this show i have no clue what they're gonna do i I know especially with uh the way they end the second season yeah yeah Uh, I, I have no fucking idea what they do, but that's no almost exciting idea. when you're like, huh, where are you going to go from here, guys? Um, and sometimes, you know, a show can really surprise you and entertain you. And sometimes they've given themselves enough rope to hang themselves with and it can go either way. And it's, that, That's TV. Yeah. That's what's exciting about television. Yep. Which is kind of how it goes. No, no eight season plans on TV. I want you making shit up as you go along. <laughs> I want yeah. you to do it. Bre- Breaking Bad is the perfect example of that. Where, like, Vince Gilligan will be the first person to tell you, like, yeah, we didn't plan uh, anything. We we wrote ourselves into corners and then spent a lot of time going, how do we get out of this? How do we... What the fuck do we do? How do we get right. out of this? Um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's underrated. Yeah. Th- that show always right. felt surprising because even the people making it were surprised. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're doing this? Okay. All right. Uh, all right. All right. But it's fun. It's a good yeah. episode. Uh, Lou suck. Lou, I think the show obviously knows that Lou is a, a, a big slob and sucks. It is also like they do think he's funny, you know, to mm-hmm. what you were talking about earlier, Jace. They're like, they think what Lou is saying is funny, but they also think it sucks. Um, and that is the 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 guy who takes dana's spot in the tester room yes who i knew you'd hate i was watching this and i was like jace this is jace's least favorite character that one actually (laughs) didn't bother me too much because that was just like yeah i mean that just felt like yeah this is exactly what that would be 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, and it was accurate. also because it, it's there, when he does stuff, it's never presented in a way where it's like, look how funny this is. It's always presented as like, look how god awful this is. <laughs> look how big a douche this dude is. Like this, right? It, there's, it's just very much. Mm-hmm. It's it's loaded with empathy, and you know what's happening. And it very clearly feels directed at this person, but you're you're not laughing with this guy nor laughing at him, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's just this guy sucks, and something about the way she's handling it, we know, and is funny, a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, honestly, no, that was less. Rock on. Anything else to say about this first um, episode? Um, you know, Mass Man updated some bullshit. Um... <laughs> What's he up the to? Mask, I really loved how they handled the Mask Man thing. Honestly, I thought it was a really smart, like, tie-in from previous episodes. And I thought that the way that they handled it and moving forward, I thought it was really motivated well with the characters. I, I actually really liked the way that this episode in particular was structured. Yeah. Uh, I liked that it was pooty at the end. I just thought it was... Yeah. A the... lot of... Lot of it's a, I didn't confuse the episodes, did I? Uh, well... It... Yeah, you did because uh, it's at the end of the next one that we find out who the who the masked man is. But that's fine. Um, Wait, but he gets he doesn't get unmasked until the end of seven, which is when they face off. That's two different episodes. Oh wait, so then hold on, what was <laughs> right? Mm, yes, yeah, maybe. never yeah, mind. Because episode seven is basically just like part two of this episode. It's basically yeah. just them getting ready for the fight, right? Fight night. Yeah. Um, which I love. More shows should have like fight night episodes. This is compelling. It rules. It I rules. Like it very, I like it a lot. Uh, it's 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 very good. This show is also like very subtle in its plotline laying, um, where you don't even realize what like that something is building with like the Mass yep. Man storyline with yeah. the Booty storyline. You almost don't realize that something well, is being built until oh, it, it is. Now you I'm think waiting it's over. because of it. What? You think it's over after this episode, and it's not. Right. It's not. Like, I'm there's more out. that's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It sounds right, like right, we're right. we're officially on to season one, episode seven, Permadeath, uh, directed yeah. by Todd Bierman, uh, co-written by Aparna Nancharla and Ashley Birch, uh, co-written by two uh, actor writers on the show. Uh, in this episode, everyone is getting ready for Fight Night! As uh, Ian decides the best way to handle the masked man situation is to uh, fight him in a sort of uh, Twitch live stream pay-per-view type situation. And everyone is getting ready for that. Poppy uh, helps him uh, uh, build and get ready for the fight. Um, good epi. The, the best epi so far, except for A Dark Quiet Death. This is the best regular yeah. episode of Mythic sure. West so far. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Characters are playing to their strengths. You know, I'm a I'm a weird sucker for something is happening in a a a, a televised way, and we have different groups of people reacting to it. I I don't know <laughs> what I find, and and especially on a show like this where it's like, okay, we can cut to Brad, right. we can cut to all the folks in the in the closet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, everything that Poppy and I are doing in the fucking mocap room is just I like love it, that. it rules. I loved it. Killing I, it me. Rules. I love it. I also love that the assistant just keeps getting worse <laughs> and worse. She's and wild. Worse. I'm, more and more I'm jealous. To see what happens. She's so she's funny to me. Character. Get him, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
is so uh, they both say that they think of Ian as like a father figure. It's so it's, it's so, so funny. Weird. Right. Joe is so funny to me. Cut his heart out, Dad. Cut his heart out, Dad. Oh <laughs> uh, God, God damn it. Uh, uh, you know, Poppy having fun in the little mocap suit. He's like, Great. he says that. Why would anyone say that? <laughs> I and love that. Yeah, because that's after Poppy. in that. Can you yeah. believe it? Yeah, <laughs> it's after she's decided she's fucking leaving. So yeah. she's like, whatever you want to do, it, it's dude. fine. Both Can fingers you believe this the... fucking guy? That's the best best. feeling at a job you hate, where you're like, I got two weeks left, baby. (laughs) We're masking in it now. We're fucking enjoying it I don't give a shit. What are you going to do? Fire me? It's interesting (laughs) because Pootie works for the other company. So now once this ending happened, they didn't touch on it at all in the episode, but I went, this is connected to that other job. Well, Pootie doesn't work for them. Pootie's a streamer. So he's just playing their game, and he yeah, also don't they have a functioning quest, relationship with him? No, they're just they like don't. watching his stream the way that them. you see the Mythic Quest team watching his stream to see how he right, creates right, right. their oh, okay. their stuff. But um, they they do have a falling out with Pooty because <laughs> Joe fucking tells him to kill himself, and then uh, <laughs> Kevin. I and I then, I'd forgotten. It's funny. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, the assistant. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. right after that, they do something else that makes him mad. I don't remember what it is, but he's kind of like, kind of fuck Mythic Quest for now, mm-hmm. and then, and then it comes back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. Right, right, right. As they fuck him, as they air his fucking webcam in front of. I'm just God confused Neville. because now he's been uh, outed on a public, or on, on a large scale, for the mm-hmm. fact that he's committed federal digital crimes. <sighs> digital crimes, but as Ian lays out, like. Nobody cares. Nobody uh, cares. Like when, that sequence at the beginning where he is list, he will <laughs> not stop listing. Uh, okay, say another one. Uh, another Facebook. one. Uh, Bank of America. Tony, PlayStation. Another one. PlayStation. And he just keeps going. It's that's it's unreal. Fucking unreal. funny. It's killing it's me. And it's also like it's all it true. Is when, true. Every time you he know? said <laughs> one, I went, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that." It reminds yeah. me of that episode from the sixth season of Community where they all get like email hacked, and then it's like, "What do we learn? What is this information age that we live in? What, what is the, the the rules are different than they used to be?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and it's and it's wild and it's and it's uh, crazy. And I love Poppy training Ian uh, like fire rain and she's like yeah you walked in one day and you were like fire rain which is like again just a really good distillation of what happens a lot in these creative spheres where you have like the person at the top who can't who can't execute but has all these great ideas um, right. and then everyone else has to fucking buckle down and, and make yeah, it work everyone has to fucking um, cope with it yeah i think Another element of this show I want to shout out, which is something that I think can be easily missed, is that, like, every time we see the game, that is, like, animated. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, No, we... I every time they do one of the cutscenes, and I'm like, damn, they did that. Like, there yeah, was an, I'm an not engine even, like, involved in this. Yeah, I'm not for, even talking about, For what about, it's worth, like, a the... lot of the stuff, like, when you're seeing MMO-ass stuff that's, like, low-poly and full of blood... They did make that for the show, but when you're seeing like scene transitions Those, like, that are showing scenes, like yeah. knights and shit at a table, or like a yeah. big open farm field that's being built, um, right. they are f- from the game, the physical, literal, real life games for Honor or Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
because this game is produced by Ubisoft, they use a lot of their shit. Also, oh. that's why they're getting calls from Montreal. Ubisoft uh, is headquartered in Montreal. Like it's very referential of oh. Ubisoft running so that this is company like from the broader of, sense. It's they're not owned by Ubisoft, but they are owned by Ubisoft. You know, like sure, that is yeah, like Ubisoft is their publisher. Winking yeah. at. Um, yeah. I see. That is interesting. Yeah. So I, I literally um, like half of the cutscenes where they transition, and you're like, "This looks really good." They had to make this. Yeah, it's because they just yeah. they just leached cutscenes from their own games. <laughs> I see. I was more talking about like when we see footage like yeah. of people playing the game. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. you you almost don't think about it. And like, okay, like I guess they built, you know, like a, a... It reminds me of the the 64-bit uh, community episode. The video game sure. or whatever. Where like bit, whatever often, it was. often people won't. Bit. Won't 60. lump that in with the animated episodes shit. of Community. People will forget to include that with like animation on Community. But no, that right. entire episode is animated. It is like some that that had to be drawn. They didn't just like play some some game, you know. That had to be or like computer animated. You know what I mean? Um, right, right, and, right, right, and right. and that is something like that whole fight between Ian and the Masked Man. It's like that is an animated fight sequence. That is like that is like. Final Fantasy Advent children, you know, like they had someone to go in and animate all of that. And I think that is, it is an easy element of this show to gloss over, but sometimes it doesn't, like, my game brain goes like, this doesn't quite look like a quote-unquote real game, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. it's it's good enough. Yeah, it's, it's good it's enough. It's solid enough. Of the renditions uh, of fake video game playing in shows is, or movies, this is, this is the, the best. best. And I would yeah. hope that it would be because it is in fact made by a video game studio in some capacity. Sure. Yeah, this is because uh, it's, I mean Caleb, I'm sure you and I could rattle off a million examples of like things that are obviously getting people playing games <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, I th- as far as that goes, this is a pretty high watermark. Yeah. I think they do a good job of, of, of creating a facsimile of a game, yeah. of people it's playing also, a game. It, 100%. It also is fucking endlessly funny to me that this show was made um, or or paid for by Ubisoft and it's about like a maniacal toxic fucking creative director running a studio and like the year the second season airs, Ubisoft just has this fucking reckoning where they have to fire like 13 or 14 studio heads because they're all pieces of shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, Damn, um, yeah, it's why, and that will one hundred percent come out in the third and fourth seasons, because like I don't imagine that Megan Gaines and Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day aren't the type to just go look at you fucking idiots. Um, so I'm excited for that shit. But every time he does something maniacal, and they talk about crunch, or they're talking about delays or pushing stuff back, I'm like, wow, y'all are. It's like you're staring your own problems right in their fucking face. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You, you acci- The call accidentally came from inside the house. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, you 100%. accidentally dialed inside the house. Um, and, all, and all of that, and all of that is interesting. And all of that is, 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 is interesting text. Um, and I, and I, I like it. I'll say. I think yeah, it's good. Rules. I dig and it. I, yeah, I... I have faith enough in the writing team on this show that, like, even if they don't make it, like, a quote-unquote issue thing, it will 
it, Come it out. will factor in, right? It yeah. will factor into seasons three and four, which we have already um, been, been guaranteed, which is cool. Uh, because this show has never been as big as Ted Lasso. Um, and I think there's a, a few different reasons that that could possibly be. Um, yeah, but I'm glad that we're getting at least two more seasons yeah. of this show. Um, For sure. I, some room to I think it deserved it, especially run. how the second season ends. And their, their mid-season, their, their between-season specials are both... Really I don't know. The, both of those, strong. both of those specials and the second season are a really good pitch for why this mm-hmm. show could keep should keep going. I I think it grows in really interesting and profound ways. I think they show they are capable of. Not that there's anything wrong with doing like a traditional down the middle sitcom, right? Because like Jason and I were talking it's, earlier yeah. about Abbott Elementary, which is like a straight down the middle, just a good old fashioned sitcom. It's, a, it's in the exact same fashion uh, as, like, a community or a Parks and Rec kind of situation. Yeah, this show mm. could have very easily just been a workplace comedy. Right. But instead, yeah. it's got more ambition. Yes, that the, the ambition really comes out in those specials. And, and it's kind of... 100%. I'm, I'm tracing it back to community again, but it's like, community would have been a very different show if NBC did not at the last minute order three more episodes and those three episodes become Chicken Fingers, Modern Warfare, and The Art of Discourse, right? Those episodes would not exist if NBC did not at the last minute order three more episodes, which is wild to think about. And, 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 And just like that, like Mythic Quest, you know, the pandemic happens between seasons of Mythic Quest and they go to Apple TV Plus and they're like, we have an idea for a special and it can be filmed uh, all on iPhones and computers. And Apple TV was obviously like, sold, go. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we need some <laughs> hashtag it. content on our platform, go. <laughs> and 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 then uh, the second special will blow that out even more to the point where you're like, how the fuck? This isn't even the same show anymore. And that ambition carries through into the second season in a really profound, interesting way that again, you could have kept being season one of community. You could have kept being Abbott elementary, but you decided to become season two of community in your second season. Right. Um, And that is uh, a a choice. Not every show makes not a choice. Every show should or has to make, but I am glad this show goes in that direction. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I like that. They, also choose the the on i mean mean, it's kind of what you've been saying but like the end of season two we're way ahead of we're way jumping the shark on this but like we have to keep dodging it because obviously jace has not seen it right yeah (laughs) the way the way this show builds is so deliberately risky Mm -hmm. like it's not it feels a lot like community honestly where they're like no we're gonna do our own thing and if you like it we'll keep doing it and if not i'm fine with not sacrificing the integrity of what i want to make so that it appeals to more people. I want to make a thing, and I want it to play out like this, and if you like it, cool. That's how this show feels to me, 100%. Yeah. And uh, I think this episode, you could almost kind of call the start of it because it is dynamic and it is different. Sure. From what the... I mean, obviously, Dark Quiet Death has already happened, so so that that is a, a seed of, of what this is doing. But the at least the second half of this season, you're starting. They're starting to flex new muscles. 
you're like, I yeah. really want to see you go with these muscles. I, I, yeah. I'm glad, Keep using these, please. I'm glad you did not skip leg day uh, thematically, mm. <laughs> conceptually. <laughs> sure, sure. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And, uh, and it's going to good places. So, so, uh, uh, and, and Jace, you're kind of experiencing that where you're, you were very lukewarm. Hey. I was there. I was cautious, you know. I mm-hmm. had some feelings, and I, you know, I, I don't think they were out of pocket or really a, a you know, all that. Oh, we weren't uh, judging you for not being a hundred percent. No, 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 no. I didn't think you were. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm 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 intrigued, and I I hope it, the show continues to surprise me. It will. That's guaranteed. Yeah, it will. One hundred percent. Whether or not you like it. It will yeah, surprise that's a different story now, isn't it? Yeah, that's a different that's a different criteria, but it will surprise you. The show will go places that you are not expecting it to go. Usually, for better. Usually, Usually. in a good yeah. way. Usually, I can't think of anything that is in a bad way, but you never know. <laughs> Maybe for you, it just never it know. will just it will just fall apart. You don't know. Uh, but these are good. It's a, this is just strong, strong epies, strong storytelling. You built us some good shit, and uh, I we we are excited to see where it goes from here. One hundred percent. Yeah. I love David telling Montreal to French kiss his dick. Um, I think that, <laughs> so that was a bit nutty. Was a funny uh. phrase. I also think like whatever CW is drinking in the closet, and he's like, why can't you just have like a normal drink? <laughs> Man, what what are you talking about? It's port wine with the coffee bitters. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And three tablespoons of sugar. And he's like, why? Yeah, holy shit. Why? Yeah, Jesus, whatever. Um, that is kind of how people drank in the 70s, though. Wild, wild culinary time. Truly, truly an unhinged time for food yeah. and beverage. If, you know, if the, y'all... Times before, the times before we had uh, bespoke... Before bespoke uh, cocktail bars were a thing that normal people could access, right? Like, sure. those existed for the, the the high class, but the hoi polloi were, you know, fucking... <laughs> the hoi polloi. Drinking, drinking draft beers that were essentially water and moose piss. Absolutely. Yeah, just the worst beer you've ever had in your entire life. Um, Navi Light? If y'all don't don't follow 70s Dinner Party on Twitter, it is a a deeply wild time where they just post old recipes and old, like, just the most fucked, (laughs) fucked up shit you've ever seen in your entire life. It's There's a just... guy on TikTok that makes like recipes from the 1920s. Ugh. Yeah, I've seen that guy. It's like a, a like a butter stew, and it's like what? And then you watch him make it, and he's like, "It actually doesn't suck." And you're like, uh, "I'll take Sometimes your word they for do it, though. Honey. Sometimes they are really bad, and those are also really fun." Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, but it's always so delightful when he's like, "Why did this like chocolate cake made with potatoes come out so good?" Yeah, he makes like a mayonnaise cake. <laughs> he's like absolutely not and then it works and he's like oh, all right i guess boiled boiled the smiling dolphin pour a small bottle of tomato juice into a glass add the juice of an orange mix peel no. a banana <laughs> what Make the fuck? A slit for the mouth so put the banana dolphin in the glass for your tomato banana beverage <laughs> Oh Lord. my 
God. Oh, the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah, terrifying. What were they going? I guess I know what they were going through, but good Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck me, dude. It's uh, it's not cute. Something. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it is cute. Celery <laughs> stuffed celery. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> 12 wide pieces of celery. Uh, Two thirds cup small curd cottage cheese. One third cup very fine minced celery. <laughs> oh my God. One tablespoon minced chives. <laughs> Jesus. Celery stuffed celery. What? So, oh, just a generation of people constantly on acid. I mean, just like, what God. if we smashed this vegetable's own ass? You know what this is reminding me of? Do you know the show uh, Disenchanted on Netflix? I'm aware There's an episode as far as like celery stuffed celery. They have they have a um. There's this one scene, it's in passing, it's one of those visual sight gags that Matt Groening and his teams usually do really well. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, I was like, what What exactly is this? It was clearly a reference to like a turducken, uh-huh. a turkey, sure. a fish, and then a duck. No, oh, turducken's a turkey, a chicken, and a duck. I know, yeah. but the one they had was a turkey and a fish. In oh, it. so it was a turfucking. Uh, a turfuck. So it was just a turfuck. Hell yeah. A turfuck. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. And um, it, it's one of those things that they don't, they didn't ever say it, but I looked at it and I went, what the fuck is, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Flake Love some it. crab meat and serve it with Heinz baked beans and watercress. Make me, what? What, <laughs> what is this Twitter account called? Because hey, I seven, I 70s, 70s dinner party. Uh, the at is 70s, you know, 70s yep, underscore party. It. Um, <laughs> make a savory filling with flaked tuna fish, Heinz mayonnaise, chopped Heinz gherkins, and Heinz baked beans, and pile into crisp cheese pastry cases. What Somebody said, fuck? what would happen if I were to take every Heinz product and put it in a casserole dish? I mean, essentially. This is what you got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is insane. Illuminated gelatin. <laughs> After you uh, mix the gelatin uh, with hot water, add red, cold fruit juice. Show them your love with a frankfurter stew. Yes. <laughs> Place a small oh. pocket flashlight in your gelatin when it's almost hard. Before inserting the flashlight, switch it on. And just fuck, just fuck They're like, this will really oh blow your cat, your, your your guest's mind. In the 70s, the this was the craziest thing we ever seen. Some of these are just <laughs> horror. Some of these are just pure horror. Yeah. Raisin oh, cocktail. Jesus. <laughs> Pour some sherry wine flavor over seedless raisins and let stand in the frigidaire for one hour. Make a sauce of one cup tomato ketchup, seasoned with a dash of Tabasco sauce, celery seed, and juice for two lemons. Add a few chopped almonds for your raisin cocktail. <laughs> That's just, those aren't work. You can't put all that stuff together. That doesn't make sense. That's not food math. Looking that at a sounds... delicious glass of prune whip. 
Um, Non-fattening laxative mayonnaise. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at that same What? What the fuck? Non-fattening laxative mayonnaise. Caleb, what are you not getting? That's not an ingredient. That's a pharmaceutical. What are you talking about? there's a recipe for potato soup immediately followed by delicious potato soup. <laughs> Fuck you, D. Holcomb. Joyce makes better potato soup than you, you Get. dumb asshole. <laughs> Get fucked. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I oh, love my God. Man-pleasing appetizers. This one's called... <laughs> nope. This nope. one's called... Pow! <laughs> Two cans of condensed beef broth bouillon, one cup of oh. water, horseradish, dill oh. meat, heat all ingredients to simmering, stirring occasionally. Serve hot with celery, so whistle sticks. sticks. <laughs> Caleb, you should make some of these. You cool. I should not. I should not. Fish <laughs> sticks with pineapple. Oh. <laughs> Fish sticks with pineapple. It is. It does what it says on the tin. Someone, the first comment is, I'm pretty sure you could replace the beef bouillon with tobacco spittoon liquid, and the flavor wouldn't change much. It would be the same. I heard a very strong reaction to that. Do you have, like, a story with beef bouillon in your past or something? Fish sticks and pineapple? Oh. God bless. Frozen cheese salad. (laughs) And it appears to just be cheese with, like, some broccoli. Oh my good lord! Oh, this is a great, this is a great Twitter account. The seventies were really just like a wild. <laughs> Frozen cheese salad, go to hell, Janice. Um, and the cover photo is like bananas Jeez. with bacon and like American single slices melted. No, on top. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is a um, shutter. There is a shutter film being made about this cookbook. <laughs> right I'm adapting this Twitter account into a film. <laughs> oh fuck! It's like it's just a ripoff of Get Out. I think that is the right that is the right framework oh to use God. for our '70s dinner party horror film. Um, yeah, uh, God bless. Uh, so that's Mythic Quest. Any plugs for um, for 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 this week from from y'all beautiful folks? I already plugged earlier that I just want people to send money so I can play Horizon. Tell them where to send money. Yeah, my Venmo is at J A C E N Z I E V. Yeah, it's the same as my handle on like everything, which is so fortunate. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You don't like have to or nothing, but I'd like it if you did or (laughs) something. So that Jace can play the video game. I like video games. I'm new to video games. I feel like I get to talk about them with y'all on this show. I figure why not bring up the fact that I don't have the monies for it, but I would like the monies for it. Absolutely. So there, I said it. Listen, gaming is not the, unfortunately not a cheap hobby, you know? You know, I'm starting to learn that. But honestly, <laughs> neither have most of my hobbies been, you know? Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But you know, expensive puzzles and comic books every single week. Yeah, it all adds Mm -hmm. up. It all adds up. But you know, could be uh, doing meth. That's an expensive hobby. You know, hobby is not the word I would use for that situation, (laughs) but I do agree with the sentiment. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't call it a hobby. (laughs) All right, sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I, there are far more important things. This is not an urgent thing, but it would make me real happy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Daddy host, anything from you? I'm... Just stare, you're still I looking at 70s. Staring <laughs> mouth agape, just scrolling this. Yeah, you've seen, this is fucking, the equivalent of showing you the video from The Ring. <laughs> fucking cabbage Christmas tree, eat shit. Eat shit. <laughs> These are not real, I will not believe it. <laughs> They're not real. I will not believe it. I can't wait it. to bring bring these into to, to where I work and show 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 all the cooks. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I mean, make it, some of this. Hey, check out this recipe menu. I just found. I think I'm gonna make it for my family. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Frozen cheese salad. This book, this book called Hunting Guide for Girls Who Want to Marry Rich. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hello. Hello. What's I would like to marry mean? rich. Hello. Red devil balls. Put <laughs> devil ham and cream cheese into an osterizer container. Cover and process at blend until smooth using rubber spatula to aid in processing. Remove from container and chill in refrigerator until firm enough to handle shape into small balls. <laughs> Put half the nuts into mini blend container. What the fuck is this? I've, uh... I've never seen you in such pain. I'm so glad I showed this to you. <laughs> this, this, this makes me happy what's happening right now um, I, I think I, I don't want to step out of line but I'm pretty sure uh, for plugs Caleb would like some help oh my god <laughs> breakfast in a glass nope. one cup skim milk one egg one half cup fresh fruit put all ingredients in the <laughs> osterizer container cover Process that stir until well blended. Chill before serving. It's before just serving. a cup of milk and an egg with some fruit blended in it. That's a smoothie. You know, you just throw some ice in there. You got yourself a delicious smoothie with an egg, with an uncooked yeah, egg. Yeah, it's a salmonella smoothie. You guys want my salmonella smoothie? I think it's real tasty. I always um, feel bad after I eat it, but it always tastes good. Now, how is that? Easier than just, like, making breakfast. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, well, I don't want to dirty a pan, so I'll dirty my food processor. How about yeah, whatever that? an osterizer is, right? Like, a, some invention think... that we've either renamed or discontinued since the 70s, right? It might even be a brand from the 70s. I have a feeling that sounds like it's the, a brand of a food processor. Or a blender well of some be. sort. Very well could be. Um, Sorry, uh, I don't have on. anything to pitch. Uh, <laughs> podcast stuff, you know. Follow the me same. at nerdy bits, the go to nerdybits.com or nerdy underscore bits on Twitter, or follow me directly at lovewub l u b w u b. Um, you know, just trying to stay living. Yeah. Same old, same old. Hell yeah. Uh, patreon.com slash tv's Kevin if you want to support the creation and editing of this particular podcast and all the other particular podcasts out there and uh, leave us those uh, ratings and reviews on the various podcast platforms, which we have not asked you to do in a long time. And it would be sure. It sure oh gosh. Oh golly. Mr. Sure would be nice of you to <laughs> leave us. A, you are, you a are right. Kid, where'd this come from? Nope. Uh, we just read the devil's cookbook. Nope. I'm not okay. Nope. I'm not okay. The seventies cookbook has regressed me back to childhood. I cannot handle the world of adults. No. I am no longer fit no. for polite society. <laughs> okay. And that's that. Um, and we'll be back next week to finish out Mythic Quest Season One. These fucking 
Oh, wow, these, that went fast. These, these fucking streaming seasons, y'all, like, nine episodes now being, like, the standard for a season of television is just so wild. I mean, I love it. Them. I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, we're coming from, what, <laughs> 26 episode seasons that were an hour-long episodes, 40-minute episodes? Yeah, it makes sense in a world where, like, there's this idea that you're supposed to consume all of a television show and do it quickly. Um, but I wish we had more shows that are like, here's Cheers. There's 20 episodes a season and it went for 11 years. You'll never be done with it. And that's part of the appeal. You can watch this True. forever. Yeah. You'll never be. I wish we just had, I just wish we had some shows like that now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I but feel we don't. you. I feel you. I think it's because, you know, it, uh, it's, it's expensive but to take that kind of bet on something. And we, because companies like, don't want to do that. We expect television shows to have a certain level of production value now that is not conducive to producing 20 episodes a year you know sure, and i sure. and and i have nothing wrong with like you know a righteous gemstones or a euphoria or any of those where it's like we'll burn a lot of money on a few episodes i just wish we had more that are like we will do a medium quality <laughs> for 20 episodes um sure yeah but yeah, I, yeah. I guess those shows do exist and they're called like chicago fire or whatever um <laughs> yeah well, yeah like criminal those. minds or whatever you all, know i guess all those of shows the law and orders exist. that are still out right but so many of my favorite shows would never have become what they are if they had not had those breathable 20 episode seasons to make it work you know community sure. list etc um sure. whatever it is what it is yeah it is you know. what it is um that's streaming baby and baby. Uh, and we'll be back next week to finish out mythic quest season one even though apple tv plus counts the specials as season one um we won't do those season two <laughs> um well, they're middle not. they're like the euphoria specials they're between seasons they're just specials i don't know what to tell you um and uh and we'll and we'll round that out and then, I don't know, we'll talk about the thing or whatever. You know, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> and by the time, you know, we're done with these specials, we'll know what we're talking about next because uh, Media Madness will be over. Over and done with. And uh, until next time, how's that for toxic masculinity, you big old Big stupid bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Fucking love it. Dinner party. Dinner, Dinner party. party. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Dinner party.